Let's do it. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube. Uh, we're here with Brooke Havoc. Uh, you guys may know her from AEW or the Nightmare uh, family. Um, it is so a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, we've been looking forward to having you on here ever since we announced it. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll get started with the first question. Um, my first question is, how did you get into wrestling? That's pretty a simple question, but. Yeah, I was actually introduced to wrestling by my older brother when I was around like six or seven. And I just literally got hooked from there and have been a fan. Um, I kind of like lost it somewhere between high school. And then once I graduated, got back into it. And then I just like started searching for schools and stuff like that. And because of like COVID time and in NorCal, there's not really that that many in my area. Um, But I did find East Bay Pro Wrestling where I started training i i spent a couple months there but it was covid months so it was like not not like a big class or like many days or anything like that and then i saw cody rhodes uh like his tweet and everything for the applications to the nightmare factory and i was like well there's it doesn't hurt to try so yes that's a dope figure love that So I submitted the application. Uh, didn't think anything was going to come of it, but I was selected uh, one of those 21 of the first camp, which is wild to me. Then I just had to really awesome. pack yeah. up my whole life and move across the country. Oh, hmm. my gosh. I can't even imagine. I mean, just off a whim like that. I mean, because it's some, something like that where you're just, like, kind of shooting your shot, like, had no idea whether or not, you know, you'd even be being like, considered to like get a your foot in the door and yeah. to be one of the like you said was it 21 selected yeah that's wow. amazing it huh. was so crazy i, I remember yeah. getting that call while i was at work on my lunch break uh from carolyn the nutritionist of the camp and literally i was like in tears talking to her wow. i was like man i need to keep this together but i was just so like over the moon excited about it that's um, awesome that brings almost brings a tear to yeah. my eye. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Uh, Going for Mikey, your dreams, that's great. Uh, you can go next, Mikey, if you want. Well, yeah, no. So I just building on what Connor said. I mean, I, I know I know you said um, you know you got the call. Um, you uh, got to go down to the Nightmare Factory. Um, we we we've seen you on AEW Dark. I I think the biggest thing I I was curious about is is the culture that uh, they have cultivated up there at the Nightmare Factory with these guys. Like you know, we saw uh, Sean Dean on on Dynamite last week. We saw um, or we've seen uh, people like Anna J. Um, a lot of a lot of really young uh, people who you know looking back. Time, this time a year or two ago would have said these people are very, very green and how quickly they've been able to develop. I'm just very curious about the culture that they have got instilled upon um, the students there and the coaches and just what the environment's like. Yeah, it is such a dope camp. Like if anybody's looking for a school to go to, that is literally like one of the best in the U.S., I would say. They just like teach everything that you need, like all the fundamentals, promo work, they invest so much like time and money into all the students with uh, 
like strength and conditioning and like personalized yeah. meal plans, all of that stuff. Wow. So just like, it's, it's crazy how much they care about like all the students in there and like them doing well and just being set up for like independence or anything to come right after that. And then also with that, like those people that you mentioned, like Shandine and Anna Jay and them, like, even though they were considered green like a couple of years ago, those were some of the people that were like there to help us during our camps and stuff, just yeah. as like assistants and stuff. So it's crazy how many people come through the Nightmare Factory to help us out, like Luther, Glacier, just so oh. many great people. Oh, to it's, gotta be an, it's gotta be an honor to have somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I've learned so much from Luther, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to ask where the where the awesome name come from, the awesome ring name. Oh, Brooke Havoc. So, uh, as you may know, I'm a big punk rock fan and an even bigger AFI fan. Let's so, go. I really stole it from Davy Havoc, and a lot of people think, or a lot of fans thought I was actually his daughter, which was hilarious. I ended up <laughs> on his, like, Wikipedia page as his daughter and stuff and i was like what hey, is going on wow. i love this baby yeah <laughs> that is great so i am his daughter if everybody's wondering oh, absolutely 100 <laughs> she's just as much uh his daughter as chris is an mjf fan uh that's an inside yeah. joke we have here on the all lead zone podcast um <laughs> But no, I. Uh, so let let me ask you this. I know I got to see. Um, was it your your very first match that you had um, on Dark? Was it uh, against Doctor uh, Britt Baker, DMD? Yes, that's correct. And that Tell was my about, first singles match. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience. I mean, that's like going all the way into the deep end of the water against someone like to, to, of her caliber. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was so crazy. I was not expecting to. Uh, go to dark that quickly or anything. I remember being at training. I like, I got there a couple hours early to get in like a workout and like Cody was working with his second camp, saw me, introduced me to them. And he was like, Hey Brooke, you know, you're going to TV next week. And I was like, wow. oh, excuse me, what, what was that? <laughs> I just like, My was jaw hits the floor. <laughs> yeah. It was another one of those moments where like, I had to hold back the tears. I was like, is is this really happening right now? This is so crazy. And then just wow. like getting to go down there, meet everybody and uh, like have a match against somebody uh, as talented as Britt Baker was so wild for my first match. I was like, you could see like, I just came in so nervous, but like as soon as I like got in the ring, I was like, okay, it's go time. Like I'm ready for this. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. I mean, and if you had to pick, you know, someone for your first match, I think uh, a ring general such as herself, someone who can help lead you through a match, I think that's a great uh, 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 starting point for someone uh, getting their getting their feet wet, having someone with so much experience and so much uh, to offer uh, to help make you uh, get look not only look good but help get you through the match and help you learn and grow from you know what went right what went wrong all that like i don't think there's any there's very very few women in AEW better than Britt Baker at that that's very true yeah. like i felt really happy to get the opportunity to have a match against her and would definitely love to somewhere down the road have another match yeah. with her oh that, that's that the thing about great. miss 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jacobs and I talk about it every week. I mean, there's just every single week. This is why we like AEW versus, you know, some other companies out there. Mm-hmm. Every single week, they're planting seeds, just planting yeah. all these little itty bitty seeds. And they might not harvest for another five to 10 years. It might be a year, it might be five, it might be 10, mm-hmm. but they have so mm-hmm. many different avenues that they can go down because of all these seeds that they're planting. And I don't think it's far fetched at all to say, uh, you know, a year or so, however long uh, time it may be, have another match, have maybe a couple more matches maybe yeah. even get a w here uh out of nowhere uh in a couple of years i don't know the possibilities are endless yeah, yeah. all of that would be dope <laughs> so um uh, my next question is uh if you ever got the chance to go back to AEW uh once your injury um when you're able to go back uh who would you like to go against in uh, AEW? Uh, I would love to have a match against Emmy Sakura. She's just so talented. Uh, Another, like, far down the road that would be cool would be Jade Mm -hmm. Cargill because, like, we started training around the same time and stuff. So there's kind of, like, that there. I feel like we could have a really cool match together once I'm more developed and stuff. Or even, like, somebody like Thunder Rosa, who's just amazing. I've been oh thinking gosh. about that match as well. I've been thinking about that match for a while. Oh, so yeah. let me ask you this while you're here. Who uh, who do you got? You got Jade or you got Thunder Rosa to take on Ruby in the finals? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that is such a tough one. They're both no, so right. talented. There's so many ways they could go with the story, too. Yeah, it's that's really tough. Like, technically... Like Thunder Rosa is so sound, like in mm-hmm. all of that, and so experienced. But Jade has just like shown natural talent from the beginning, and is just a crazy dominant force. It's so hard to like get past her. So it's definitely an interesting one. She exudes charisma, and like just mm-hmm. like Britt Baker does. Like you look at her, and you just see superstar. And I, I mean, yeah. this is. This is Brooke. I want to take. I want your opinion on this. This is something I've told these guys about it on past podcasts. But I think if they want to go the route of having uh, Thunder Rosa take the belt off of Britt Baker, because I definitely think that's the person. After the lights out match that they had, I think that's definitely the person who's got to take the belt off Britt Baker. But however, I also am enjoying her title reign so much right now as as a heel champion. I think they could draw it out longer. By putting the belt on a Thunder Rosa, as you know, as, you know, to kind of keep them separate from each other for a little while longer, at least, because eventually we'll get that match, and I do believe that eventually Thunder Rosa will take that belt off of her. I just, I don't know. I just, I like Jade a lot too, and uh, I'm hearing that you guys kind of got your start around the same time. That's uh, kind of makes me a little bit more of a fan of her now, even though uh, no, just knowing that too. Yeah, she's just so talented. Rookie of the year, everything like. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a really good match. Sure. I was gonna ask you, um, what was like the hardest thing to to get down, and you know, learn while training. Uh, for me, it was definitely promos. I have never been really great with public speaking and stuff like that. I've taken multiple classes in college and stuff, but. Uh, it's definitely been a weakness of mine, but it's something that I try to work on 
the most and I try to put a lot of effort into the promos that I do put out um, even when I'm like not asked to put out promos but definitely have been trying to work on that as much as I can oh okay that's what's yeah. up um, well, oh, you go ahead Colin uh, my next question was uh, who was your favorite wrestlers growing up uh, my favorite wrestlers growing up was definitely uh the Undertaker as a kid, he was just yeah. like my favorite. Like Young Brook yeah. just was the biggest fan ever. <laughs> You're a creature of the night, as I say. I actually I'm... had the little Undertaker bear with the hat, the <laughs> yeah, uh, the biker awesome. gloves. <laughs> Even had the Sarah tattoo on it. Everything. Awesome. <laughs> And I would I would take that thing everywhere with me. I actually still have it with me, but <laughs> but yeah, Undertaker, Edge was another big one, and Rey Mysterio, just yeah. like one of the best, I would say. Rey Mysterio out of like Luchadors. Yeah, it influenced the whole generation. Uh, I mean, he, he took that style, you know, that was originally derived in Mexico and uh, kind of Americanized it in a way in WCW. Um, that influenced, you know, hundreds and thousands of wrestlers uh, to this yeah. day, you know, just by the moves, the moves set that him and uh, just some of those cruiserweight guys from back in WCW had. Uh, but just personally, I'm, I'm a sucker for Rey Mysterio, too. The mask, the whole aesthetic, everything. Yeah. I was going to pick to piggyback on that. I mean, do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? Um, I. I really love the the WrestleMania match, Undertaker and Edge, because it's two of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just so great. The uh, Mick Foley, Undertaker match, historic. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody yeah. will forget that. It's so great. But, yeah, those are, like, two of my favorites. <laughs> great. That's awesome. Same here. Okay, so I have a question, and I don't want to lower the mood, but I am a sucker for a good comeback story. I know you've had some troubles with some injuries. I haven't heard, like, all the details. So um, for anybody out there who hasn't, like, heard, um, I did you got – am I correct? You got injured uh, at a taping for Dark. Is that correct? You injured your knee? Yeah, it was during my uh, last Dark match against Layla Hirsch. Uh, oh, also very talented woman. Yeah, hmm. it was my second dark match. Uh, oh. I was literally like just just starting, and then oh my gosh. To tear my ACL and meniscus. But I was able to finish the match, so I was I was happy with that. But That's definitely was about. such a struggle with that. Hmm. Uh, a long six months of recovery, a month to get surgery, so I was out for a while. Hmm. So so piggybacking off of that just going forward um where are you at in the process now have you had any setbacks um and what are your goals for 2022 as far as um getting back in the ring and uh what you intend to do and where you intend to, intend to do it at yeah the roughest part about this comeback story is that uh october i i came back had uh i think it was about like six or seven matches on the indies uh like championship wrestling for atlanta east bay pro hood slam um a couple others but 
I was in the young, APW Young Lions Cup here in California, in Pacheco, California. And oh, no. I tore my ACL and meniscus in oh, my right no. knee. I, you say uh, the same knee? Ouch. It was the other knee. I partially oh, no. tore like, MCL, LCL, and bruised my tibia mm. and fibula. So I really like wrecked this right knee Ooh. worse than the other one. <laughs> I was about to say you, you like you 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 messed it up bad the first time, but it sounds like the second one was way 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 worse. Yeah, I blame uh, all the years of basketball when I was in uh, middle school and high school. Just destroyed my knees. They were hanging on by threads. Mm. And at 100%. least I'll, I'll have two fresh knees now. <laughs> there you go. You got two two fresh uh, fresh uh, two fresh knees. You can start uh, start over fresh. Um, do you have like a timetable or are you still kind of on a wait and see type of approach? Like as far as like your, like your physical therapy and when you're able to start uh, getting back to training, is there a timetable or are we still playing it by ear? Um, it's actually going to be really similar to last time. So the time was uh, six to 12 months. Last time it took me six months. Uh, I actually know what I'm getting myself into this time. I had never had surgery before. So I think hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, I'm about a week out of this right knee surgery. Um, my meniscus was definitely worse and like the other stuff was worse. So I, I am going to be on crutches a little bit longer than last time. But right. I, I definitely think that I could make this comeback as soon as I can with like the experience of the last uh, rehab. <laughs> well, definitely best wishes coming back. We want to see you back in there. Yeah. So, yeah Thank we'll you. Be, we'll be pulling. We'll, we'll be we'll be pulling for you every step of the way. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. I just, this means the world to us. We've been talking about it for weeks now. We were so excited to talk to you and uh, to hear you're in good spirits, despite, you know, some of the, maybe the negative things that happened um, with the injuries and everything. That's a, it's a very positive thing. And, you know, I mean, I got COVID right now. I need all the positivity in the world I can get. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Like, uh, so I was completely gutted both times and it was like, it was so hard to, uh, man. <laughs> it I was. So I completely. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I. The fact that I don't understand is what I understand. Yeah. I, I'll <laughs> never. I'll never be able to understand. It was so hard to accept, like the loss of bookings each time and mm. the opportunity to wrestle in different states that I had lined up uh, was supposed to be in Canada too. So all that, uh, it completely gutted me, but there's people in like four scenarios. So, and I have I had, have had so much love and support um, with like my friends at Wrestle House making the GoFundMe and everything and um, East Bay Pro with the benefit show, the Holiday Havoc. There's just so much stuff like I have to be grateful for. So mm. just have to be positive and be ready to come back. That's right. <laughs> we all That's support right. you. We all support yeah. you. Absolutely. And I mean. Sorry, guys. Did not mean to get no. that emotional. It's okay. <laughs> it's well, okay. No, you're human. Yeah. So, and sometimes when you're talking about something that it means so much to you, 
that yeah. just shows how much it means to you. And it's your uh, passion. I mean, I think, you know? yeah. I mean, if it was me, I would be crying like a baby. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, as far as women in the business, is there any is there any wrestler that you look up to? Um, definitely with these injuries and stuff. Uh, watching Chris Salander come back from the same mm, injury yeah. and just like completely kill it has definitely been motivation to me. Um, even like Lin Lindsay Snow with the same injury as well. Yeah. People like that, just getting to see um, like them persevere with the same injury and how much like how hard they work through it and stuff like that has definitely like motivated me through mine. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll ask the next question. Uh, my next question is uh, what wrestling or what city do you like to travel to for wrestling? Um, I 100% want to wrestle in Chicago and New York. I like since the beginning of my training, I've wanted to have a match against Kylie Ray. She's one of like the oh, top of my list. Yeah. So I love her. Love I'm, her. I would love to have a match with her in Chicago. Would be dope. <laughs> I, I feel like the two of you just and um, you know, I, obviously, what I've seen from you in the ring has been has been very limited. But uh, with your personality and her personality, I feel like y'all could do mm -hmm. something really fun together. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> also, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, you, please be my guest, Mister Jacobs. Uh, also, um, I was gonna ask as. Uh, as I think you probably already answered it before, but um, uh, did you, you play in any sports earlier in your life? Like, you know, you, I think you just, uh, you said basketball earlier. Were there any other sports that you were playing? Uh, I did a little bit of track and field, but with the, all the basketball, like uh, we had summer league and then we went into uh, the regular school year and then doing like AAU when I'm not in basketball, it kind of uh, took over my whole year just doing basketball and conditioning and just getting ready for the next season so i really invested like all my time in that in school hmm. yeah. I, um, sorry i obviously scratch scratch throat it's terrible <laughs> migraine honestly my symptoms like i said are pretty tame but i'm toughing it out as, as best i can um I, I just I'm very fascinated by by your story and just um, yeah. you know how how you how you got into it um, how quickly the story uh, unfolded um, you know how quickly the ball got rolling um, was there ever any point where you felt you know just like just completely overwhelmed or just like you know like you really just had to uh, step out of your comfort zone, I guess. Like, what was that moment like when you realized, like, oh, this is really happening. Like, this is the big stage right now. Uh, it was just, uh, I was so excited, like, so excited that I was like had all the nerves running through me. But having people like uh, before my match hide me up, like Cody and uh, the Gun Club, just having them there oh, to yeah. like I can't even imagine. Dustin to just like give me some words of encouragement before I go out uh really just like hyped me up and I there's nothing like I think there is for me in the world besides wrestling so it was just mm. that time where I was like okay 
this is this is where I'm supposed to be. Let's go. Let's do this. Time to shine. Time to Great shine. answer. Uh, so my next question is, uh, well, first, have you wrestled outside the U.S.? Any? No, I was supposed to in January for uh, uh, hmm. uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling in Vancouver, which my mm-hmm. grandpa was from Vancouver. So it would have been a, like a really special moment for me, for him to get to see me live for the first time. So hopefully once I'm recovered, I could go and do that still. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I have, no, I have uh, like zero doubt in my mind that, you know, when the time is right, those opportunities will arise. And um, I know, I know wrestling and, you know, just like what the average everyday person goes through, um, they're not very similar in ways, but I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, just like you got to take, you know, what, what is, a negative and find that guiding light, that light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel, a silver lining. Um, and it yeah. sounds like you've really found uh, that silver lining for me. There's no doubt in my mind that those opportunities will be there. Um, even, even, even more so um, uh, once you finally get your feet back wet and, uh, you know, get back out there uh, to the cities and the towns and uh, start, sh- start showing people who Brook Havoc is. And I, I know just, just from talking to you tonight, you've made a, you certainly made a fan out of me. So I can't wait to see you know, what's in the future for you. Um, very, very excited uh, that, uh, that to just even have the privilege to talk to you. I think this is, I'm marking out over here. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Honestly, I really appreciate uh, all the confidence uh, and well wishes for me through this this crazy journey. <laughs> no, you got it is this. It's a crazy journey. Yeah, it's a crazy journey, but it sounds like you just have the mindset where you you know you know what you want, you know what you have to do, yeah. you know what you need to do, and now it's just time to do it. And you know when the timing is right, the pieces will fall into place, and it'll be um, uh, for me uh, personally. What I think I was trying to get at earlier was you know sometimes things happen in life and they don't go our way, and in the moment it's like you know. Why, why did this happen? This isn't what I wanted to happen. This this sucks. Like, you know, I didn't want to tear both of my knees, but, and I'm not saying that, you know, that was the greatest thing in the world, but I think there is something to, um, you know, every, every single event along the way, uh, taking us, you know, and making mm-hmm. it, molding us into the people that we have grown to become today. Um, that I think, you know, uh, had you not had those injuries, maybe your um, your your career could have gone differently. Maybe uh, maybe it goes better. Uh, who who knows? The possibilities are endless. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, the the biggest thing is the having the right mindset. And I can definitely yeah. tell from talking to you that um, maybe it's something that you you struggle with. You know, just kind of at the beginning. Like, which I would imagine anyone would, but it sounds like you, you've, you've kind of gotten it down. I mean, you've been through it twice now. You kind of have gotten it down. You know what to do. And uh, I'm excited to go out there and see, or I'm excited for you to go out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Another person that I forgot to mention too, that has like motivated me through these injuries is uh, uh, not a well-liked Anthony Gogo, but he's been through the absolute most injuries with his boxing career. Oh, and, I can't um, even imagine. Hands like, just I like... believe over 11 just uh, in his eye is crazy. And like how wow. how much he's persevered and still uh, gone why, through that. 
I think that's like why he had to retire from boxing was because he had yeah. so many injuries. Yeah. He was I'm a, set up I, to I'm be big, world champ and everything. And yeah, I'm a big yeah. boxing fan uh, as well. I do like an MMA show and a boxing show as well. Um, so uh, like uh, even from watching his first match, you could see just like the way he throws those hooks. Like, okay, this guy really knows how to box. Like he, yeah. he's talented. And then that was before I had ever heard about like all the injuries that he had been through. And I was like, oh my gosh, like some of them are like, some of them were like horrifying, you know, like some of the stuff with I. Um, so it's great that you have those people around. And that's what I think is so great about AEW. Um, not to just like, you know, poo-poo on any other companies out there, but it just seems like the um, the atmosphere and the environment where people are there to help each other as opposed to put themselves over. Um, I think that goes a long way, especially for, you know, uh, the younger, the younger uh, crop of generation like yourself, who is looking to climb the ranks, um, mm -hmm. being able to have the Dustin Rhodes and the Cody Rhodes and um, the Billy Guns and um, mm -hmm. all the other coaches behind the scenes there um, to help out and, and help mold you guys. I think that's something special um, that maybe we're, maybe maybe you don't always get um in in just your regular uh regular booking that i would assume that you're getting um mm -hmm. across across the country you know yeah definitely uh, i was gonna ask um i was gonna ask was there a wrestler that you met that you were totally starstruck by like the first time you met him uh meeting cody for the first time like first day mm -hmm. of camp was insane to me like I, it's still crazy that I was able to get that opportunity to have that camp and uh, get trained by him. Uh, he was there all the time for our camp uh, through his busy schedule. So it's just something like I am forever grateful. Like, also with QT, literally like mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say the best trainer in the world. Like no, no lies there. He really is. Yeah, Cody seems pretty approachable. Yeah, definitely. Cody's a fascinating one. I, I personally love whatever it is that he's doing right now. Um, the the there's so many different ways that they can go with it. And I just think that he. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people out there online. You see people like I'll, sometimes I'll watch a a show on stream with these guys, for example, and then I'll get on Twitter like, hmm, I wonder what Twitter's saying about this. They're like, oh, this is terrible. Yada yada yada. Cody, bad guy. Cody, good guy. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's like there's so much deeper than that. And it's like yeah. if it's if it's playing out the way that I foresee that it's playing out in my mind, I think it's genius. And for him to, like, come up with something like that. I mean, granted, I think there's influences from uh, <laughs> from from other companies uh, and mm -hmm. other individuals uh, in positions of power. Uh, yeah. without saying who that is. <laughs> um, but he's not just directly like following in line with it you know he's taking it yeah. and he's making it his own and I think um, much like a much like a Chris Jericho like knowing to it and Undertaker uh, is another great example knowing when to to pivot and when to kind of change course and change direction when a, when a gimmick has run its course um, I think knowing and being able to identify when that time comes and to make that transition when it was the Undertaker 
to the American badass. Like nobody would have ever thought that that would work, but mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, when yeah. he pulled out there on the motorcycle with the with the do rag on, I was yeah. like, even even that even that rock playing. Bro, even that boneyard match they had when he pulled up on AJ Styles uh, in the on the on the motorcycle, I was like, man, this sixty five or sixty however old year year old man, he still got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> timeless. It's timeless. Jericho's Jericho's great about it too, about just knowing like when things have run its course and uh, just being able to literally get anything over. Um, I think that's uh, that's something that uh, AEW definitely has. Uh, uh, was very fortunate to have him uh, be one of those original uh, uh, stables uh, of the co- promotion with the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman and Cody. Um, and then obviously we got the big debut of Moxley. Uh, Brooke, that brings me to a really good question. So um, have you been watching, have you been watching AEW since like the very beginning? Let's say since like the very first Double or Nothing. Yes, I have. So, so let me ask you this. So, uh, and I know that this is probably a very, very hard question, but um, just and if, it, if it's a couple of different moments, it's fine. But what comes to mind when you think of the most special moment that has resonated? Uh, wh- like what, what have you popped for biggest out of everything that we've seen uh, over these past? Gosh, I don't know what two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that comes to mind for me? I'll give you an example for me. When Cody hit the moonsault off the top of the cage on Wardlow. I mean, and Sting debut, obviously. Those were the two for me that were just like, what is happening right now? This isn't real life. This isn't real life. Yeah, the the Cody moonsault is definitely an insane moment. Uh, the Cody and Dustin match. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. unforgettable. Classic and uh, a recent one for me is uh, Brian Danielson's debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going crazy for Classic. that. Really excited about that. The- the thing that did it for me with that match was obviously not only the match. I, we, we knew the match was going to be great. But when, mm-hmm. when you have a crowd that recognizes how um, gigantic a moment is and they mm-hmm. react accordingly, um, I mean, they sat there in the ring for about three to five minutes before they even did anything, just soaking it all in because the crowd yeah. was so hot for that. And they just sat there and sat there and they played it beautifully. And that that's another thing that I love about AEW is um, you can tell a lot when you have an, uh, or you can tell a lot about a company when you have educated fans and an educated crowd, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we like to, sometimes we'll, we'll cheer a Brit Baker cause she's a, a badass baby face and everyone likes her. Everyone likes to, to hate her. Uh, obviously everyone's booing MJF, but you know, that's the thing about AEW. It's like a lot of times there's people that are, that are, you know, you know, it, for example, Brian uh, or uh, CM Punk or an MJF. M- when MJF goes to New York, he's, he's treated like a, a God CM Punk's booed out of the building, but anywhere else, like it's just like in in WWE, if it was uh, the other way around, they would have just had the hometown person lose. That's the heat. Go home. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's so many more things that you can do when you have uh, a crowd that's there to see the specific one person. You know, I think AEW does a brilliant job of highlighting uh, those talents when they are in uh, the hometown, except for the Dark Order when they all got, got their ass kicked by uh, Danielson. But <laughs> I mean, who, who, didn't, yeah. <laughs> who didn't want to see them get their heads kicked in? Because right. I'm loving, I don't know about you, Brooke, but I'm loving this Danielson, um, 
whatever you this new character with the edginess that he's got going. I can't tell. American I mean, he's Dragon. still walking. He's still walking out of the babyface tunnel, but man, is mm -hmm. he talking like a heel? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm loving mm -hmm. it as well. There's and and uh, I thought it was fascinating on Dynamite this past week um, with the the judges getting involved because you know um, Danielson's um, points being that uh, if there were judges involved that they would have given awarded him the match, but that leads me to think that because everyone thinks that it's going to go 60 minutes again and that they have all these judges there. That means I think we're going to get like a 42, 45, 38 minute match. Like, I don't know. I, I just, something tells me, I think we're getting a clean finish. I just don't know if hangman's going to win or not. I really mm -hmm. think it's too soon to take them off or take the belt off of him. But I think between the fact that, um, and I told these guys before, I think, a lot of times with a baby face like Hangman, sometimes the biggest thing in staying over is the thrill of the chase. I think that once you have mm. the belt, to keep them over for the next six months to a year, um, that AEW's never had a baby face champion like that. The only other baby face champion they had was John Moxley, who was like the polar opposite, um, where he's just like uh, hard nose, like uh, school of hard knocks, and Paige is still kind of like. Um, anxious millennial cowboy like for them to, to to keep that over for a whole nother year i think uh would be fascinating um but with that being said i think um i think i think he wins it i think he wins it i think we get i don't know if we get the full like one year title reign like everybody else has gotten so far but i'd like to see a cool like four three four month reign from hangman get a clean victory over brian danielson that would be a great great debut for the first episode of TBS because then you have the fans that are coming back uh, watching from WWE. They're like, oh, that's Daniel Bryan. I'm going to watch this. And then they're like, oh, who is this hangman guy? They're like, oh, wow, he's really freaking awesome. And they're like, oh, probably watch next week. And, um, you know, I think that's how AEW has uh, – they've done a really good job of, of taking those guys from other companies and matching them up with these dream match scenarios that we never thought we would see, like, Kenny and, and Danielson uh, and, and, you know, actually doing, treating the stories with respect and, and giving the fans something to look forward to on a week to week basis. Whereas other companies um, it's like, you might as well not pay attention because none of the stuff really matters. It doesn't tie together in, in mm -hmm. AW. I feel like everything, almost everything ties together in a way, in one way or another. Yeah. Everything definitely has like, a, a meaning to it and like some little uh like future thing connected to it so i'm definitely yeah. excited as well to see everything that goes on with uh that match and any matches to come between those two yeah so uh, so many different directions i could go go ahead connor uh someone next question is i see on your social media on twitter and uh, instagram you have hashtag mental health matters um I struggle for mental health. Uh, I do too, hundred percent. Uh, I just want to know, um, like, how do you? What's the word? How do you cope with it in wrestling, or how do you yeah. overcome it? With uh, with these injuries, and even like before I found wrestling, I definitely struggled with it a lot. Um, and wrestling was the thing that brought me out of it the first time. And then like the injury just like resurfaced that stuff and working out really was like 
the only thing that kept me happy and like kept me mo motivated and everything. And I just wanted to come back like bigger and stronger and everything. Um, so that's definitely helped me out. And because like I felt those ways and I know a lot of other people struggle with it, I definitely strive to uh, like make aware of all of that stuff. Um, my Android V182 shirts, sales were going to 320 change direction, which is a foundation that also works with the uh, Make Chester Proud, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Big fan mm. of them. So it's all can, connected for me. <laughs> I can tell you and I have very similar taste in music just from the two bands that you've named so far. Yeah, you just definitely. You just answered the question I was going to ask. I was going to ask you to talk about uh, 320 change direction. Yeah, they're uh, an amazing foundation. They strive to make uh, awareness of um, all the signs of de depression because it really doesn't have a, a particular face, as you can see with the case of Chester. Uh, right. He just was so happy and everything, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes for him. Um, so they definitely do really great there. Um, they have a lot of programs and... Um, like weekly seminars and stuff like that that they do just to make people aware of like the signs of depression and suicidal thoughts and all that stuff. I really think that's a beautiful thing to uh, take yeah. the platform that you have and to be able to, uh, you know, have the courage to promote something like that. Cause it's, it isn't easy to come out and just say, you know, Oh, this mm -hmm. is something that I struggle with. Cause uh, we still live in a day and age where uh, there's a lot of, I mean, I think we've cut in the, in, in the past, you know, 10 to 20 years, we've definitely come a long way um, with uh, being more accepting uh, of people, people struggling with, with uh, mental illness and depression mm -hmm. and anxiety and everything. Um, and for me, like, um, anybody who's watched this show long enough, they'll they'll, they'll tell you I'm, I'm I'm a super bubbly guy. I talk a lot. I'm, sometimes I talk too much. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm still human. I still have uh, the same problems everybody else has. I still gotta still gotta get money. Still gotta pay the bills. I still gotta uh, you know uh, just whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, that whatever it is that, that's bringing me down uh, to to see someone in your position. Um, uh, bring awareness uh, for people uh, like myself, like Connor, like Mr. Jacobs, uh, and so many other viewers out there. Uh, I think that's a, a very powerful thing uh, that you're doing, mm -hmm. and I appreciate you for that. And you're inspiring I, others I really as well. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. That's like where the mindset that I had. Like, if there's even just one person that could uh, like take something from that, or just 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 to know that like everybody struggles with that like no matter where they're at like um it just helped me like be able to express how i feel and just seeing people like moxley and like kylie ray and stuff mm, like that. yeah and Stan being so open about those things it's just and the love and support from the fans too that accept it and understand uh it's just so moving in wrestling to me the Moxley one was big. the The reaction that I saw, um, and, and how and how the company handled it too. Um, I thought they, I, I could, I don't, I don't think they could have done a better job. I, I think they mm -hmm. really, uh, um, it, it, it's, it's something. It, it, in in other companies, they would just not mention it at all. 
you know, and just kind of just let, keep the ball rolling. Uh, show must go on type of deal. But this is like, you know, someone's life. This is, uh, you know, his family's yeah. life. This is this is this is real life, and this is serious. And um, for you know, uh, when Punk came out and did that promo, and he got the crowd chanting Moxley. I mean, like. I, that was that was a beautiful moment. I mean, I it, it it's got to be definitely a hard time for him and Renee, and you know I think they just they just have the new baby and everything, and um, I, I just as me, me personally, I'm some I'm someone that has struggled with addiction in the past as well. So to have the courage to be uh, a former multiple time world champion at the at the peak of of his game uh, at probably the you know, the top of his career, uh, at least in my opinion, where he's doing the best work of his career to, to take that step back and say, hey, there's something more important out here in wrestling, my family, my health. Um, I think for him to be able to uh, to make that call, that's, uh, you know, uh, that's just something that you don't you don't see very often. You see so many people just kind of fall further and further and further into the pits. And I think that's a very big uh, uh, change that we've seen in the in the wrestlers of today, as opposed to the wrestlers of the past. Years, I, I remember listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, and he had the Undertaker on, and he was talking about like, you know, these guys they used to carry like knives and stuff, and they would like stab each other and like all kinds of crazy stuff, alcohol, yeah. like you wouldn't believe, drugs, pills, like. Like you got guys like Darby Allen, you got guys like CM Punk. There's a lot of people out there that you know uh, they just shy away from that stuff because they they they've seen what it does to people. And um, mm -hmm. you know it, nobody in 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 this world, I, I truly believe that there's nobody is is safe. You know you are a product of your environment, and there's um, it's a disease at the end of the day. And so um, to to have the strength to come forward and admit that you have a problem uh especially on such when you're such a uh larger than life figure um it's very humbling and uh it's inspiring to me to make sure that i keep doing the things that i need to do uh to make sure i'm there for uh me and my family you know mm -hmm. yeah definitely so uh my next question is uh what wrestling I don't know, like steel cage match or a ladder match. Like, what match would you like to compete in? Like that. Ooh, good question. Yeah. Um. Exploding barbed wire death match. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, as crazy as it is, like some down somewhere down the line, I would like to have a a hardcore match. I think okay. it would be definitely a fun one. Um, a ladder match would be cool. As when I was younger, I was a big fan of the Hardys and like yeah. all the crazy ladder matches and stuff like that. So that would also be pretty cool. <laughs> I was going to ask: Is there is is there a match that you can watch over and over again and it won't get old? Um. Yes, there. I would say Eddie Guerrero, D. Malenko. Mm. Oh, um, yes. That one I could literally watch like every single day, and I'll I'd still find like new things to to love about it. Yeah, great answer. Oh, I got, I got I I'm sorry. Yeah. I got I got I got one more that uh, that just comes to the top of the head. Um, so so right now, um, 
we, when we saw you featured, uh, you, you were a singles competitor. Um, you know, if, if down the line um, the opportunity presented itself for a tag team division to open up in the women's AEW division, is there anybody uh, on the current roster, or maybe someone that was um, uh, a regular on Dark that you would like to team with in the future? Um, on the current roster, it would be amazing to, to tag with Ruby Soho. Oh, um, great yeah. answer. A frequent dark person would be uh, Kylan King. I just have oh, so much yeah. awesome. for her and love her. love for her wrestling and all of that. I think it would be dope to have the opportunity to, to even wrestle her or tag with her. It would be dope. I think there'd be a lot that you could. Wasn't your, wasn't your first official match with the uh, doing a tag team match with the Cat Spencer? Is that it? Yes, that is correct. Cat is great. I love Cat. So, uh, yeah, we got. Uh, yeah, uh, if you guys would like to support uh, Brooke Hovick, I have her Pro Wrestling Tees uh, page where you guys can go uh, buy your favorite. Merchandise from Brooke Havoc. Uh, I know you, you're having a benefit show, right? I, as you mentioned it, before. Yeah, they did have the benefit show. It was actually, uh, I believe, last weekend. And they uploaded it to YouTube. So if you guys do want to check that out, it's a lot of talent, really talented wrestlers that came together to put on a whole show for me, which was really cool of them. And uh, Pollo Del Mar actually like set up the whole Twitch stream to have it uh live and then they upload to youtube so a big shout out to east bay pro wrestling that was such an amazing thing uh to That's see great. and watch yeah um yeah uh you guys have any more questions or i just wanted to say uh one last time i mean just thank you so much for coming on like i said we've had some not so great experiences with guests in the past um and uh i your professionalism is, is definitely yeah. appreciated it's been a joy mm -hmm. to uh talk to you and kind of pick your brain i had been looking forward to it uh all day just honestly had no questions written down with connor i was just kind of letting them fly because i had so many that were uh coming off the cuff but i just wanted to say thank you um we definitely wish you the best uh with your yes. recovery um, and we are going to be uh, definitely supporting you uh, along the way. And um, I definitely want to just throw it out there. Whenever um, you do find yourself uh, back healthy, back, uh, you know, if you ever have the time, we'd love to have you back on one day uh, yeah. and get, you, and get, yeah. you, get your thoughts on, on where you were. Open right invitation. Now, where you were uh, and or where you were now and then where you are, uh, however, what many yeah. months down the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thank you all so much for having me. Yeah, um, like it's so crazy that we had an ECW legend that was supposed to be on here. No shots fired, but we had an ECW legend no, no. scheduled to appear on here, and they no-showed. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you, um, I'm not going to say you're not, well, you're on AEW and stuff, but for someone like you to actually come through, it means a lot to us that um, yeah. you actually cared about appearing yeah that, means, thank you that, means, that, that absolutely means more to us than you will ever know i right. i know how much i know how much these guys love wrestling and i know how much i love wrestling and getting the uh privilege uh to talk to someone uh like yourself who has been uh in the business uh 
it's uh it's it's been a real pleasure and i, I i'm definitely gonna be buying one of them shirts uh asap and you got a you got a new fan in me for sure same here <laughs> so uh yeah uh, i think that's um that's pretty much all the questions i had uh, uh like it was very great having you on uh we as mikey said we uh look to having you on um uh, in the future uh like mm -hmm. a time lapse of from now to then um uh, mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was very great having you on uh and as i yes. said we'll have your social medias in the description and your she pro gonna come back account. she gonna come back looking like chris statlander coming up that box that's how you we make, definitely how wish you, you well we can't wait to see you back thank yeah. you guys and thank you for everybody uh tuning in to watch yeah yes thank uh, you to the viewers also yeah um we had a lot of comments but i didn't uh show them but i'll show Brooke will have many matches to look back in the future, but that first match will remain at the top of the list forever. That's a very good point from itself, yeah. the wrestling show. Yeah. Especially uh, uh, with mm -hmm. with uh, how Britt has developed uh, since then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it was very great having you on, uh, as I keep on saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to have another interview in January uh, with Sabu, mm -hmm. uh, ECW legend. Um, but uh yeah it was very great having you on um i know it's christmas eve and i really appreciate you coming on at a time like this mm -hmm. thank you so much and happy holidays to everyone by the way happy holidays happy holidays <laughs> everybody stay safe i know down here in the south COVID is crazy right now uh, i think people got a little too too comfortable i think we all need to take a step back and try to try to be a little safer and uh I don't know. I'm not getting to spend Christmas with my family for the first time, and uh, it's going to be tough. But uh, I was just glad, you know, if it, if it was any substitute to get to spend this hour with you guys um, talking about something that I love, uh, it, uh, it it really uh, spun spun my night around once I realized that I kind of wasn't going to get to do the usual Christmas thing. So I appreciate Connor. I appreciate Mr. Jacobs and I appreciate you Brooke, for uh, letting us have this conversation and kind of open it up to us about some stuff that maybe wasn't the easiest to talk about, but um, we made it through. And uh, I think you made a lot of fans uh, between yeah. us and, and, the, and the viewers tonight for sure. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, you were saying, and get well soon to both, to both Brooke and Mikey. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, but little yeah, COVID, little COVID ain't gonna slow me down. I'm still be here for Rampage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll be right? back for Rampage tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Cody's winning the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I know All right, guys. Look, 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 he's already got it. Boom. TNT time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see y'all tomorrow, man. I'll see ya. All right, Mr. Jacobs, have a good night. Connor, thank you, you for too. having me. Brooke, it was so nice to meet you, and I hope you have a lovely holidays and uh, get well soon. We'll be watch We'll be following you closely, okay? Thank you. Thank you all for having me and uh, all of that. Hope you all have happy holidays. You too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Peace.